Hi everyone and welcome to the 103rd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here as always with Lauren. Hi. It's just the two of us again today but um, yeah. you know, hopefully that will make for an exciting show nonetheless. Yeah we're full of cute squishy feels. We may lapse for energy at some point during the show though because well we'll talk about that in a little bit but mm. yeah there's a reason why. Yes. But yeah we'll, we'll try our best. Um, so we've got a slightly amended show for you this episode. We're going to first talk about a load of news because there has been an absolute truckload. And then we're going to go on to a feature that we were supposed to do last episode but ended up pushing forward to this episode because of Type-0 releasing, mm-hmm. which is to talk all about Heaven's Ward. And it was brought to us by Clay Kilo. So thank you. Yes. So our, I guess our segment has been titled by Lauren as Heaven's Ward, Why You Should Care. Yes. And it is uh, why you should care because Final Fantasy fourteen is awesome. Yeah. And uh, Heaven's Ward is like just around the corner, really. It is. Um, and then finally, we have a music segment. So those keen listeners will have noticed that there is a lack of quiz. And again, we will explain why very shortly. Yeah. But for your new listeners, um, if you're listening for the first time and maybe you're coming from uh, listening to some of our interviews that we've been doing... Uh, this is a podcast that's been running for quite a while, and we run with a sister show called Kingdom Hearts Union, and we're presented by the Gaming Union Network, and we run on a four-week rotation, and we have a new show coming out every other Tuesday, so every basically every two weeks you'll get a show that's going to alternate between Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union, and we will come out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. Thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. It does make a huge difference. Uh, If you have a keen ear, then you may have noticed that we're sounding slightly different in this episode. It's because Mm. we actually just used some of the money um, from Patreon to invest in some new microphones. We also have pop filters now for the first time in ever, which is probably quite embarrassing on our side. But yeah, yeah, so hopefully you appreciate the the up, well, the improved audio quality on on Final Fantasy Union side. We're going to look to... uh, do something with the Kingdom Hearts Union side as well, but we're in one place, so it's a bit easier for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of uh, pledges, so if you wanna if if you wanna get involved and you wanna help to support the show, then please go to patreon.com forward slash union. This episode, we've actually got a shout out for Chris Vallant, who's pledging three dollars, which it enables him to get a nice little shout out. So he's gonna get a shout out on this show and then on Kingdom Hearts Union as well. And obviously, Clay Kilo suggested our topic for this episode, which is about Heaven's Ward. And and if you want to pledge ten dollars for an episode, then you're able to do that as well. Yes, but thank you, Chris, and thank you, Clay. Also, be sure to rate us on iTunes. We actually had some really cool reviews from us last episode. So thanks to uh, Shirley Cakes, Blastissimo, and Yukbao. Yukbao. Um, they rated us on the US iTunes store. It's actually works out that every single iTunes region has different ratings. So mm. if you're listening to us in the US or the UK, Australia, Canada, we have lots of people who listen to us in Thailand and Japan, then please be sure to rate us on there. Even if it's just clicking on the little star button or if you want to write a review, then that's great. I mean, the review, everything helps us to get a little bit more traction on iTunes. And obviously, the more listeners we have, then then the more cool stuff that we can do. Yeah, which, which brings me on to some of the cool stuff we have been doing. So obviously, in the past, we spoke about some of the interviews we've done So for Type Zero. So we've spoken to Orion Akaba, who plays Nine, Jonathan McClendon, who plays Ace, and Bryce Hitchup, who plays Deuce. But then off the back of that, we actually ended up partnering up with Square Enix Europe to do the next wave of interviews. So um, if you've been checking the iTunes feed or any of the websites, we've actually posted up our interviews with Mark C. Hansen, who plays Kato Bashtar, 
And uh, more recently, we posted up an interview with Peyton McCormick, who plays Rem. And um, it's really awesome. I mean, it's it's mm. so cool for us to see Square Enix pumping us out essentially on. I mean, if you check out the the official Final Fantasy Twitter feed and Facebook pages, then you know they're they're openly talking about their partnership with us, which is you know it's amazing to think that we've kind of got to that point where we're a viable option for Square Enix to kind of get a bit more exposure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just shows like how much our hard work has sort of gone into it and come out with something that's really fun and awesome and i mean it's it largely thanks to you guys the supporters and everything so thank you guys so much for for supporting us over the years if or if you've just started welcome and yeah and, yeah. and thanks to everyone who's asked questions as well i mean it's, yes it makes it so much more fun if we have community questions that we can go in and ask yeah because, you know and it makes the the guys who we're interviewing feel so much more um i guess humbled as well because yeah. they got these questions coming in from the fans and and it's really great for them that also then leads on to what i was saying earlier about us potentially being a little bit tired because we actually have to record these uh, interviews on the weekend so mm. Because um, we're in the UK and a lot of the voice actors are based in Pacific Standard Time, there's a bit of a time difference there. Yeah. And it means that our window for recording the interviews is, is quite small. So we we have to cart all our equipment up to London to go to Square Enix's offices and record the podcast there. And I think the first time we did it, we didn't end up getting home uh, until about 2.30 in the morning. Oh, it was so rough. Yeah, I took a couple of days to recover from that one. Yeah. But no, it's it's great fun, and I think we've got loads more planned. So um, at the moment, we have, um, we've recorded interviews with Christina V, who plays Sync, and we've just done ones with Eliza Jane Schneider, who plays Dr. Erasia, and Jeff Fisher, who plays Eight. Mm. And uh, yeah, be sure to check out on the sites for any future announcements, because hopefully we will have quite a few more in the pipeline Yes, definitely. But yeah, moving on to uh, actual the actual show. News is a big topic for us this episode because there's been so much and there's been a bit of Type Zero news. We Obviously, the game came out last month and we had a whole episode dedicated to that, so we don't want to spend too much time on it. Obviously, we've published a review, so please be sure to go and check that out on GamingUnion.net. But you know, I think we've been having a load of fun playing it. Yeah. Oh my God. I've like cried so much. <laughs> it's, but it's been like so much fun. And Daryl's now playing through it for a second time to get his second playthrough. And it's just been really neat to just go through it with all the characters. And especially after like we've talked to them as well, it's like really strange to sort of go back into the game and like listen to them talk and just be like, oh. <laughs> we talk to you in real life <laughs> yeah that's a bit it is kind of strange isn't it yeah yeah but it's really awesome but yeah so our news relating to type 0 hd is about sales so square enix recently announced that they have shipped over 1 million copies worldwide which i think is a pretty impressive number definitely i mean like if you're considering the fact that it's like an hd re-release and yeah <laughs> like i mean that's pretty that's pretty impressive i mean it's worth stressing that shipped does not mean sold yeah so if essentially if you're not familiar with the terminology that that publishers ten- generally like to use it's that if they're saying shipped it means that they have sold the game to game stores mm. or to amazon or whoever 
sold means that those stores have then actually sold the copies to consumers. So yeah, shipped is kind of like marketing jargon. It doesn't actually mean that they've sold that many copies. No, but it means that they have at least sold through the shipment, the original shipment that they had. Yeah, so I mean, either way, like a million copies for, yeah, as Lauren said, essentially an HD remake of a PSP game. That's a pretty good number. And, yeah. you know... It's you could say that a fair few of those are probably because of the Final Fantasy 15 demo, but even still, I think it it sends a good message to Square Enix that there are a lot of people out there, including us, who really enjoyed playing Type Zero, and we really appreciate the fact that they took the time to localize it. Yeah, definitely. The other interesting thing to know about this is because uh, I've heard a lot of people saying that it hasn't sold that well. Um, even for what would would expect. I mean, a typical Final Fantasy game sells like 5 million plus. So if you're comparing it to that, it's not not done too well. Also, the original PSP version in Japan uh, was basically the best-selling game in Japan of that year (laughs) and outsold 13 Part 2 as well. I think it ended up with about maybe 850,000 copies sold or something like that. It's just so crazy when you think about it, how, how negative like people have been about it and sort of saying like how bad it's done like it really hasn't yeah i mean actually in terms of sales so far in japan it's sold about one hundred ten thousand copies and that makes it the, the fourth best-selling ps4 game of the year so it's only been outsold by dragon quest heroes bloodborne and yakuza zero which i think is pretty impressive because yeah. uh, if you look at some of the other games they've released that you'd think would be pretty good for the japanese market it's actually sold more than double of all of these games so god eater 2 rage burst and god eater is a big franchise over there obviously mm. dragon ball Xenoverse, samurai warriors 4 part 2 one piece pirate warriors 3 disguise 5 resident evil revelations 2 and there have actually been some other hd remakes that have come out too like bladestorm nightmare and they only sold about ten thousand copies so yeah. the fact that type zero hd has gone on to sell over a hundred thousand is pretty good yeah. especially considering the fact that there's only about 1.3 million ps4s in japanese homes right now so just under 10% of people that own a PS4 have actually also picked this game up. So Yeah, and again, probably, as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's also the thing, because when you're thinking about the Japanese market, a lot of the people that wanted to play this game probably bought it or, and played it already. Yeah. So the fact that it sold another 110,000 copies is, is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Also, when you're looking at the UK market, you know, when it came out, it, it was only beaten into sales by Battlefield Hardline, and obviously Battlefield is a huge franchise. Uh, it be interesting to see how it does in the American market, which we'll we'll find out a bit more about when the NPD or NDP, I can't remember which, I can never remember which <laughs> way around it goes, but when they release their kind of sales figures, we'll, we'll see if it actually charts or not. But I, I'd say it's done all right for itself. Yeah, I think so. It's the little game that could. So, Lauren, do you want to tell us a bit about Final Fantasy XI? Because it was made the headlines this month. Yeah, um, so Square Enix held a little conference about the future of Final Fantasy XI, and there was a lot of dread and speculation that it would actually be announced that the game was shutting down. And uh, they were kind of right. Um, I mean, like, granted, this game has been going on for, like, ever, hasn't it? So I think it? since its 14th year now. Yeah, like, I mean, that is, that's a long time. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they will be doing one final hurrah for the game and it will all be in a expansion pack that is called Rhapsodies of Vanadil. I think it's pretty cool how they're doing this actually because obviously with past expansion packs for Final Fantasy XI you've had to pay. Mm. And I guess as a, a thank you to the fans, this actually is actually going to be a free expansion. 
and it's going to extend the main story. So yeah, it's you know it's as I said, it's, or as Lauren said, it's it's just like a nice gesture that they're kind of giving out to say, yeah, you know, we're we're rounding out the story now. We're not going to be adding any more content, so have this for free. Yeah, and I think they're also um, they also said about like that they're going to host little events for people who maybe like went away from the series for a bit, and so they can come back and like celebrate. I forget when they said that was. But yeah, they said that they were going to have like a little event in game so that people who play the game before can come back and enjoy and revisit Vanadil and relive old memories. So you kind of you said that when people were talking about it shutting down, they were kind of right. Do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, um, so the PlayStation Two and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty services will be ending in March two thousand sixteen. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I mean it. The PC version will still be available to sort of go around. I don't know how long that's going to be up before they haven't said, but but yeah, it's sort of like an end of an era. Maybe that's their way. Of, I mean, the the fact that the PlayStation Two version is still going is pretty insane. People still have their PlayStation Twos all hooked up and play it like every day. I can't even imagine that. I mean, like obviously there's still people out there that are playing PS Twos at this moment in time, but that's two yeah. generations ago. I know. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Maybe it's also them saying that, especially I would imagine for the Xbox 360 version, there's probably not too many people playing on that platform anymore. So no, and I think you're able to transition between the different platforms. Yeah, probably like a majority. I would think a majority of people who are playing it now are probably still playing it on P on PC. But yeah, I mean, even though they're discontinuing the PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 versions, it's not. It's by no means the end of the game. They're actually no. expanding it even further, right? Yeah, yeah. They're they've announced these two uh, little mobile projects. Um, the first one is with a Korean studio called Nexon, who is actually trying to bring the title to smartphones. So I don't know, like, how much of that, like, they didn't really expand too much on it, but, like, they they said that they're going to bring Final Fantasy XI to smartphones with, like, touch phone or touchpad That's really interesting. I mean, I know stuff. that, um, I know that NVIDIA ended up launching a console called Shield. I think it was Shield. And... The purpose of that was to make it so that you could play MMOs on on like a handheld. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna maybe look at that. I mean, Nexon are a huge studio. They they make a lot of big MMOs. So I mean, they've obviously got a lot of experience, and it wouldn't surprise me if they've already ported some of their other ones over to smartphones. So. Yeah, possibly. Um, and then the other one that they've announced is Final Fantasy Grandmasters, which is not not really like the same thing that uh, the Korean studio is doing, but it's um. It's just a game that's set in Vanadil with uh, real-time co-op battles and lots of jobs and equipment. So is that going to be like an iPhone app? I guess so, yeah. And and it's not really going to be related to Final Fantasy XI. It's like a side thing. It's just in, set in the same world, I think. Okay, so it's just like a way that they can... Yeah, it's essentially a spin-off yeah. using the same mythology, and yeah. but they're going to do whatever the hell they want with it. It'd be nice if they still kept like some of the characters, you know, like Shantoto and stuff. <laughs> on the subject of mobile games, Record Keeper also got released on the iPhone Store and Google Play, and uh, Lauren's pretty chuffed about it. Yeah, oh my god, I've been playing it so much. The only thing that sort of stinks about it is the fact that you need, like, internet in order to actually play it. But, I mean, aside from that, it's just so much fun. It's so much fun to, like, relive everything, and I'm not... <laughs> To be honest, I'm not having the best luck with it because, like, you have to really dedicate a lot of time to level up everybody. 
And like, I mean, I work full time, so like I only get like a couple hours to sort of play on it, if if that. And um, I know some people who have like gotten ridiculous, ridiculous stuff on it. Like um, they just had a, a huge event with Final Fantasy VII called... Well, I forget what it's called, but it was basically, you remember the part in Final Fantasy VII when you have to climb up Shinra Tower, um, I think like level 26 or 36 or so, you got the chance to unlock Tifa, and then um, if you completed the whole thing, I think you actually got to get uh, Sephiroth. Which you didn't manage to do, right? No, I didn't even manage Tifa, to be honest. I, like... Just, that is disappointing. I know, I know. Especially for someone who is so happy that the game got released and I they were going to play the crap out of it and then you don't even bother to unlock the characters. I did. I just have so much that I'm worried about and so much that I'm doing. And it, it does stink that it's but not... But these kind of things are supposed to be escapism. I know. They take your worries away. I know. Well, if I had, like, free Wi-Fi um, on my lunch breaks at work, it would be a different story, but I don't. I instead have to play it when I'm home, and yeah. Well, I mean, it, on a positive note, it, considering what happened with ATB, which was a huge black mark for Square Enix, it does seem as though they took a lot on board from their yeah. experience. And I mean, this game's now been downloaded over a million times, and it, it has a kind of free-to-play model, but I think it's doing okay for them. Yeah, no, definitely. I know there's like some people who are sort of complaining about it, but I mean, like, come on, guys, you buy a game like. Uh, I don't want to name Blood any more. names, but you you buy a game for like forty pounds, and it's like a new, it's like a brand new game, and like you haven't played it before or whatever, and all you know is like the trailers or stuff, and like it turns out that it really stinks, and you've just wasted forty quid. This game is Final Fantasy Record Keeper. You can basically try the game out, like the full game out for free for as long as you want, and then you know if you want to support it you have the ability to pay for it and you can pay as much as you want as much or as little as you want i would say that with that analogy it does only work if you're talking about digital acquisitions because obviously if you buy a game from amazon you can just send it back if you don't like it yeah it's true you can you can um but but generally i don't think you get i don't think you get full refund back do you I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Usually, if you like, do or if, not. Well, like if you in the UK, if you buy from a game store, you can take it back within two weeks. Usually. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. But obviously, if you're buying a game from the PlayStation Network, you don't really Fine. have that luxury. Ruin, uh, ruin no, it, my it works. It works. Idea. It's a digital game, right? So it's you could say okay. You could say with an so app. So yeah, if you bought like a digital game like on Steam or something, and it was really pants because you didn't read the reviews or you just thought it was going to be great, and then you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it, and yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, this this is a really great game. And, I mean, the amount of work that they've put into it and the fact that they've, like, brought back all the old music as well and, like, all the old characters and they moved it all into 16-bit. Like, I mean, it's really cool. Well, I mean, it's even the, the next event that's followed the Final Fantasy VII event is a Final Fantasy IV event where you can yeah. win Cecil as well. So, like, they're constantly going to be churning out events. There's constantly yeah. going to be new characters. And there's loads of music in it as well, right? Yeah. Oh, there's so much music in it. We're kind of, like, debating what we think the next thing will be because, like, um, apparently it is kind of following the Japanese release. So... A lot of people are speculating whether or not the next sort of thing will be another Final Fantasy VII thing where you can win, like, Eris or something, but it's definitely not, like, set in stone. I think it was on um, it was on NeoGAF or something where they were speculating about it. It would be interesting if they did, but 
if what well, I guess once they figure out that people have figured out that yeah. that's what they're doing, they might switch it up just to kind of keep them th- things interesting. Yeah, and I mean, like they'd just done a Final Fantasy VII thing. It would be nice if they moved on to the other ones, and also if they would add more games because at the moment it's only. Final Fantasy 4, 5, 6, and 7, and then 10. So there's still there's still quite a few missing, like um, 12, 13, 8, 9, and all the really early ones are all, are all still missing. But either way, there's still a ton of content for people to play. So I've been super psyched about this next piece of news. It's actually something that's really cool and... I know it's something that people have been wanting for a very long time. So I think last month or maybe the month before, Square Enix teased a new Dissidia game, mm-hmm. which was essentially going to be called Dissidia Final Fantasy again. They're so creative. Yeah, I don't know. It's a great, great, great name. What does Dissidia even mean? They just made it up. Okay. All right? <laughs> the At Rhythm, Dissidia. Let's just make a whole book of It's like... part of that making up series where they just make up words and then put Final Fantasy on the end. Yeah, and the then it's act- all right. Yeah, because the actual and Dissidia are part of the quote-unquote same universe. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, they showed this <laughs> massive, awesome FMV, which had, like, lightning, cloud, going to town uh, with some really cool graphics. And they said... That, well, it was a bit quiet after that, and then they just said they were going to hold a press conference. Yeah. Uh, so that press conference just took place, and they announced a load of crap about it. So... The main thing is that it's actually obviously going to be coming out in the Japanese arcades. We knew that. Um, but the other thing is that it's being developed on the PlayStation 4 architecture. And while they haven't said anything more about what it's going to come to afterwards, I mean, if it's being developed on the PlayStation 4 architecture, it's it's kind of obvious that it's going to come to the PlayStation 4 at some point. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, they've said that it's going to be exclusive to Japanese arcades for one year. But even the cabinet that they've made for it has the PlayStation 4 controller yeah, incorporated into it. Yeah, it's kind of obvious. It. It's kind of obvious. Like, so, I mean, what they've done is essentially they've taken the PlayStation 4 controller, they've split it in two, so your left hand and your right hand sit, like, kind of naturally shoulder width, uh, and it's kind of, like, tilted in. It's kind of strange. It looks I don't know weird. why they didn't just, like, put, like, Final Fan- or, sorry, uh, they didn't just put PS4 controllers. Maybe they just wanted to make it look a bit cool. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I mean, it's a bit strange. I know it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> I know that some people are kind of a bit annoyed because it's moving away from the typical fighting uh, button layout that mm. those kind of games would have. So, uh, but you know, maybe they've got some deal with Sony. I, who knows why they've decided to do that? Um, the other thing that's quite strange about it is that we kind of knew before that it was going to be three v three, but I think many of us thought that that would involve just kind of like, you know, the Marvel versus Capcom thing where you get a team of three and you switch them out and they have like, they can work together. Yeah. But it's actually literally three versus three. So in the Japanese arcade, you have three consoles or three arcades next to each other and then you'll fight against three other people. Yeah. So like, it's it's not, yeah, it's not just 1v1, one character at a time. It's three characters versus three characters at all times yeah. i've get that right right i'm not sure to be honest we'll have to like see right, it in disclaimer, order to understand it disclaimer that's my understanding of that's it and i've probably got it completely wrong i'm sorry yeah but yeah i mean it is it is very confusing as to how they're actually going to make it work but either way it does look really cool and um they've actually like announced a few characters haven't they yeah um so they've said that there's going to be over 50 characters to choose from and so far they've announced lightning warrior of light terror the onion night cloud and yoshtola 
from Final Fantasy fourteen. But at the conference, they actually announced a new character, which is someone who I thought they were probably going to add in... Well, I wanted them to add in the original Dissidia series, which mm. is Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics. I thought yeah. he would have been like a shoo-in. Yeah. Um, but he's been announced with Tactics. And a lot of people are now saying that, well, if, you, if you're branching out to the Tactics franchise, does this mean we're going to get a lot more characters in there? Are they going to expand and put in people like um, Ashley Riot from Vagrant Story? Are we going to have some of the Final Fantasy Tactics Advance? Are we going to get some of the Urgy's characters in there? Maybe like oh, that'd be fun. Like there's there's so many possibilities if they're going to go that, that down that route because I think f- over fifty characters is a lot, and I think over time uh, there there are so many characters in the Final Fantasy series that many people enjoy playing as and i think that it gives them a new way to enjoy them yeah definitely it it definitely like sounds like a really awesome game and i can't wait for it to actually come to a home console um if it does like i mean I'm, it's great it's, it has it's, to it's come still on speculation but like i really do hope that it comes to a home console and that we'll be able to play it over here because at the moment it's only it's only going to be exclusive to Japanese arcades and that's it. And that's for one year. The thing that's interesting to me about this is that if it's being developed on the PlayStation 4 architecture, I mean, is it going to be a PS4 exclusive? I don't know. That's what I was thinking as well. Like they haven't mentioned Xbox One at all. What? I mean, yeah. Why would they? Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. Why would they? I mean, um, um, the but... other thing is that Ishimoto, who composed, uh, he's, he's basically like the go-to guy now at Square Enix, for, it seems. He composed the music for the Dissidia games. Uh, he did Crisis Core. He's mm. just done Type Zero and obviously Type Zero HD. He is returning to compose the music for uh, the new Dissidia game. And they've released one track already, which is like a pretty cool rock track. Yeah, it sounds really nice. Of, yeah, it's like the original theme done in like a heavy metal version. Yeah, no, it sounds really cool, and I'm really happy to have him back. Um, but yeah, there's a few trailers going around of like extended footage of all the characters fighting and stuff, and it actually has the music with it, and um, it looks it looks really cool. Yeah, sure. To, be sure to check out the site for more information on that because I'm pretty sure that we're going to be hearing a lot about this new Dissidia game over the yeah. next year. Yeah, definitely. I think there's actually something happening in like a day or so as well. There's like another another sort of uh, streaming um, thing. Oh, oh well, well, it would have already happened, I think, by now. So good job, Miller. Yeah, I know I'm great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, definitely more information is on its way or has already come. But I also think it's interesting that they've decided to kind of come out with this now, bearing in mind that Final Fantasy XV hasn't released yet either. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's being developed by a different team. Actually, that's something we haven't mentioned here. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so it's actually being developed by Team Ninja. Yeah. Who obviously are famous for the Ninja Gaiden franchise. and Dead or Alive. Yeah, so they they have... And they've been doing some interesting collaborations as well, because I think they did the uh, Metroid Other M mm. as well. So they, they're not... Um, well, it's not uncommon for them to do partnerships with people, uh, so that's really cool, and maybe that's the reason why. Like, because if if Square Enix are really wanting to dedicate their times to Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3, bringing another developer on board to kind of co-develop this and and maybe give it a bit more of a fighting edge, because obviously the original mm-hmm. Dissidia they developed internally themselves, and they don't have the best record when it comes <laughs> to fighting games. I mean, they did the Bouncer, which is pretty cool, the Bushido Blade, and Ergies, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, this. I guess this will give it an extra dimension, and maybe it'll make the the whole combat experience a lot more. I want to say visceral, but yeah, I'll, I'll go along that line. But. Speaking of which, it'd be so cool if they put shadow in it. 
they could have the Ninja Gaiden type stuff and then they would have Shadow in it. And his little dog. Yeah, that would be so cool. I think people have actually like started fighting for uh, putting Angelo in as well. <laughs> Angelo, uh, Renoa's dog. I'm just shaking my head right now. Yeah, I know. You're so disapproving of me. <laughs> no, just Angelo. Why Angelo? What's What has he ever done to you? Well, I thought bark. that Renoa being in Dissidia just sucks anyway, because she's a flipping pinwheel. It's like the lamest weapon ever. Hey, she has, um, uh, what's it called? Shooting Star, which does like a ton of stuff to Omega Weapon. I know, but that's with Angelo. A ton of damage. She's only cool when Angelo gets involved. And well, Angelo that's why that Angelo either. needs to be involved. I just remember Angelo Cannon, which is just, it just looks ridiculous. It does. It, do- it does look ridiculous. But you know what? Hey, one for the ladies. We need Renoa in there. And Keith There's is. loads of female characters and in Keith there. Is. I just thought that her weapon is like one of the <sighs> lamest weapons. All right? All right. Okay. Fine. Yeah? Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have one last piece of news, which is about Final Fantasy fourteen. Before we go into our Massive Heavens Award section, so we're just going to gloss over that, but it's that the patch 2.55 has been released. Mm. And there we go. And so, no. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of stuff. I wrote a bunch of stuff. Um, it's, so it's the part, it's the basically lead into Heaven's Ward. Um, there's a lot of, there, there's a really long ending sequence that happens. I think it's like There have been tears minutes. shed by watching it. Yeah. Um, and there's also a new trial called The Steps of Faith, which is an eight-man duty where players have to defend specific constructs along the bridge to Ishgard. So it's really like getting you set and psyched ready. for the new expansion and on that note guys are you ready we are now going to dive into our topic suggested by clay kilo where we're gonna go well balls to the wall with heaven's ward basically yeah yeah. so yeah if you want to if you want us to request a topic like this then check out the patreon find out how and your wish may come true no it will come true yeah we're pretty unless the game releases yeah (laughs) um yeah so I mean, just some context on this. Uh, it's actually quite relevant in, in a way because, uh, I mean, I've started playing Final Fantasy fourteen way back when when it came out as version 1 and everyone thought it was terrible. Uh, Colin, yeah, you're so old. Colin and I, who Colin's obviously a previous host on the show, we, we played a lot of the game. Like, we, we put a lot of time into it. And me coming from a big Final Fantasy eleven background, it was interesting. I mean, it just felt like a Final Fantasy eleven but worse. Um <laughs> And then, I mean, Final Fantasy XI is something I really enjoyed. It also enjoyed, destroyed your computer. It did destroy my computer, um, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, given where it came from, it's so cool to see that Square Enix actually turned it around. Yeah. Because there's other MMOs that have just failed while yeah. during that entire time, and like you don't even hear about them anymore. I mean, like like the Star Wars MMO that kind of came out and just. I mean, I guess people still old, play Old Republic, but you never yeah. hear anymore. Like Guild Wars doesn't have anywhere like a big. Uh, traction in like the wider world, like Final Fantasy fourteen is is basically seen as a beacon now. For, yeah, this is how you do an MMO. Yeah, it's it's really good, and yeah, I know so many people who play it religiously, and that's all they play anymore. I think it's also great because with Final Fantasy eleven, I knew that a lot of people at the time, and maybe it changed a bit. Um, maybe I was just out of the loop. I don't know. I thought I was pretty in with final fantasy crowds back then but not too many people that liked final fantasy really wanted to get involved with it because it wasn't really that final fantasy like there were obviously certain elements like chocobos which got brought in later and mm. the summons and the different job classes but it didn't really feel like a final fantasy game but with 
a realm reborn they've just fixed so much and it just seems to be a massive tribute to fun it's it basically what they wanted originally yeah so i mean yeah it's really cool and the fact that they've now got to the point where they're doing their first expansion which is obviously heaven's ward um is, is pretty cool yeah definitely it's also good that we delayed the section from yeah, the last episode yeah because, definitely because i mean we've had some new information yeah since there's then. been loads of stuff announced and they just had the last like live letter from the producer which had a load of crap a load well a crap load of information in it uh, and yeah. some loads of fmbs that they released as well which if you want to watch them be mindful that there are spoilers in yeah like right at the start there's spoilers so yeah um the expansion was actually first announced uh towards the end of last year it, they tied it in with the final fantasy 14 fan festival uh, they had a, a, a wide range of announcements that came out during the three of them. So there was one in Las Vegas, mm. uh, there was one in London, and then the, the Tokyo one. And it was actually first announced during the Las Vegas yeah. one on the 18th of October. Yes. Yeah, so it's actually an interesting one as well, because for anyone who played the original Final Fantasy XIV, uh, when you were pondering around trying to figure out what the hell was actually going on and why you wanted to go anywhere... There was actually... The city state of Ishgard was there, but you just couldn't do anything. But you just saw the big bridge and you were like... It's like, why can't I go yeah, there? You're like, that, that's going to be something one day. And now it is. So, <laughs> yes. yeah, like that's the main thing that Heaven's War is, is adding, really, is access to the Ishgard region and obviously the city of Ishgard. So I just keep thinking about like Lord of the Rings. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. But it's Ishgard. They're taking the hobbits to Ishgard. <laughs> It they're could t- work. They're taking the Lollafells. To... They're taking the Lollafells to Ishgard. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring, no, does it? No, it's mm. a bit too much. So yeah, from a story perspective, it's going to focus on the Dragon Song War, which is kind of between the Ishgardians and the Dravanians. 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 Uh, there's also going to be some stuff about the Worm King and his twelve knights. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's going to be cool from a story perspective, but there's so much more that we want to talk about with regards to heaven's ward and what's adding that it's yeah. just yeah it's crazy yeah it's gonna be a lot i mean so, from a from a, a starting point there's gonna be a new race added yeah. which is the the alros i think yeah. it's alros yeah i think that's how it's pronounced i would i want to say aura but it's just, apparently that's wrong because it's spelled a-u-r-a mm-hmm. with a space in the middle so yeah, yeah. aura would be the if it was joined, I guess, but it's actually Al Ra. Yeah, um, they look really interesting. They are like, um, well, I said they kind of looked just like the Rug Den, but, but they kind of look like, like the elves as well. Yeah, they kind of look like a mixture, and then they have these horns that yeah, look so like rams. The, it's it's also an interesting gender because, or it's also an interesting race because the genders are very very different. Yeah. So, like for example, the guys have horns that kind of come up from the ears. And they they curve forward, whereas mm-hmm. the females they just go they go backwards. I think. Yeah. Um, and they've got different skin colors as well, which is I know something that's kind of common with the other races, but um, it's it's still a, like an interesting feature for how they've how they're kind of working because they have different stories as well. So yeah, you have the Aura Reens and the Alra Zealers. Yeah. But not much is really known about them at the moment. Uh, we know that the rains come from uh, Doma, which is in the Othgard region. But 
not too much has really been disclosed about the Zealers at yeah. the moment. And also what's interesting about them is that like this is the first sort of race that's been unique to Final Fantasy XIV. I mean, yeah. obviously everything's been like renamed for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, because uh, to help with the... I mean, it's so dumb really, but to help with the transition between eleven and 14, they basically made all the races the same but just gave them different names. Yeah. Like so, what were Lalafell before? Taru. Taru's... Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the first time they've actually made up a new race. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it should be really interesting to see who will choose to go Aura. 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 Yeah, so the other cool thing about this expansion is that they're actually raising the level cap. Mm. So it was level 50. It's now going to be level 60. Intense. So all those people that have leveled all their jobs up to level 50, you've now got a little bit more work yeah, to do. and there's some new quests and fun stuff for you to enjoy. Got some new classes as well. Yeah. So they announced the three classes in the past, uh, but if you aren't aware of that, they had the Dark Knight, which was announced at the London Fan Festival, and then they had their Astrologian. Astrologian? 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 Yeah. Uh, Our pronunciation is doing really well today. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm on my game. Yeah, so they had the Astrologian and the Machinist who were announced at the Tokyo Fan Festival. So I yeah. guess they kind of trans... We, I mean, the London Festival got the least then. What? What's well, that all about? Well, I mean... I mean Las yeah. Vegas had the actual announcement of well, the we expansion. Well, got, we got the... I think we got the primals. I think we got the primal ones. So oh, okay. Las Vegas got Heaven's Ward and then we got the primals. And, and Dark Knight. Dark Knight. And, and, and Mounts. Flying oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So we we got stuff. Don't don't harp All right. us down. Well, I missed I missed the initial bit. I wasn't I know, alive for it like you were. Oh. I know. I know. I'm awesome. Um, um, but yeah, these are going to start at level <laughs> thirty, and you don't have to have a base class um, up to a certain point to be able to play them. Mm. So you can kind of just dive in, and they have different roles to play. So the Dark Knight's more of a tank, uh, whereas the Astrologian is a healer. But they're like a, they're not a straight healer. So yeah. For example, they can work in in conjunction with different things. So they they are able to have stances, and depending on which stance they use, so they have like a healer quote quote unquote healer stance, and they also have a barrier stance. And obviously, who else you have in your party will impact which you want to use because they can complement. It's kind of like if you have a bard in Final Fantasy XI. I'm going to use lots of Final Fantasy XI analogies yeah. here because that's what I like to do. That's fine. But if you had a bard, they were very much a supporting class. Or a, um, oh, I can't even remember what they were called now. The pirates. Damn it. <laughs> Why have I gone blank? Pirate people. Yeah, pirates. They had they fired guns, but they didn't actually do damage as such. They they did buff some people. Um, but they also were able to heal and et cetera, et cetera. They, but they were very much, they, they always helped classes out. Uh, helped help parties out, but yeah. And then we've got the machinist who's like a ranged DPS kind of mm. thing that's just going to pile, pile on the hurt. Mm, definitely oh, I'm so excited for the Dark Knight Dark Knights are awesome it's interesting they've made him a tank though because in 11 yeah. they were a damage dealer yeah well I don't know yeah I think well I guess they'll still they'll still probably be able to pack a punch I would have thought yeah but yeah but they're more so a tank either way there's no base classes required for these so they all start at uh, level 30 and go to town yeah just go on from there also worth noting is that the zones that they've created for this one are actually about like 50 to about 100% larger than the ones in Realm of Warren. And there obviously are going to be quite a few new zones. So yeah. I think people are going to have lots of fun exploring. That was one of my favorite things about playing an MMO, going to a new zone and just walking around and just yeah. exploring the scenery. And Except when you got into an area that was bad. 
like the Marlboros. It doesn't happen too often. Oh, I got so scared when I I would like be on um <laughs> I would be on a mountain or something and I would be like running through on a chocobo mountain and I'd just be like, Oh god, oh god, get me out of here, get me out of here. I, I went into the wrong place. I've gotten killed so many times running past Marlboros and pissing them off just by existing. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Nah, they don't like my Lalafell. They're racist towards my Lalafells. They're also adding a lot of new dungeons, so there's going to be eight at the conception of the expansion, but they're going to add more over time, and they've got some new raids as well, yeah. one of which is Alexander. So if you want to test yeah, them out... Yeah, that's going to be epic. Alexander is, like, so awesome. I mean, granted, Bahama is awesome as well, but Alexander is just, like, one of those things that when they use Alexander... You know it's badass. The other cool thing that they're adding is some new primals. So we've got Ravenar and mm-hmm. Bismarck. So Bismarck is like a a pretty famous summon. He's yeah. uh, been in quite a few different Final Fantasies, whereas Ravenar is pretty new. Yeah. Um, and is based on Sri Lankan mythology. Uh, and as well as obviously being a new primal, they're actually come, obviously come with their own new races as well. So there's going to be two new races, one called the Vanu Vanu <laughs> and one called the Gun... The Naths, Naths. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a silent G, Nath. right? So we're gonna say Naths. Nath. The Vanu Vanu just remind me of um. Vanu re- Vanu 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 Vanu. No, they remind me of uh, Mark and Mindy. Vanu Vanu. Yeah. <laughs> Nanu Nanu. <laughs> so cute, but yeah, um, Ravana is actually uh like completely new to the series. Um, he's based off of the um well. Don't I already said it's Sri Lankan mythology. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, never come mind on. then. Go I'm with sorry, the picture. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But Bismarck looks really weird. Like, um, they're going to make him look a lot different from what he looked like before. He kind of, you know, he kind of reminds me of an evil version of the one from Elf of the, um, oh, what's his name? Um, I forget what his name is, but it's the one that goes, uh, good luck on your quest. Good luck on your quest, buddy. And he waves by. I do not remember that at all it's really cute i mean it's a really 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 small scene in the movie but yeah he said something like um good luck finding your dad buddy anyways yeah there's uh flying mounts yeah so flying mounts lauren lauren said a little bit earlier there's there's flying mounts they were yeah. announced apparently during the london fan fest you can get a black chocobo that flies that flies which is really weird because chocobos don't fly no i don't know how they're going to explain that one well some of them do some of them they they fall with style they're like don't no. Uh, they're the they're like from like, Fantasy... um, ostriches. The one with um the ostriches ones in... don't fly. But in Final Fantasy X, they definitely could fly because they jumped to the places that you couldn't get to. Like, yeah, they but could that's jump not really flying. High. That's like hovering Falling a little bit. Falling with style. Mm. Leaping. They are good leapers. Anyways, there's also personal scale airships, which is really like interesting. That's going to be really cool to sort of see. And then um, if you get the collector's edition, you can get a special griffin. And um, I'm not sh- 100% certain if the dragon is something that you, like, unlock later or if that's part of the collector's edition as well. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, you have the ability to ride a dragon, and that is freaking epic. Yeah, and the final thing that they're actually adding is pretty cool, too. So, obviously, they've added the the free company, and you can build your own houses. Mm. But they're actually expanding the house to have a basement, where you can get a workshop. And hide all your dead bodies. No, Laura. <laughs> no, no one does that in Final Fantasy fourteen. okay? They're all good people. <laughs> Are they? Are they? No. Um, but yeah, no, I think it sounds really cool that you will be able to basically build your own airships. and. Yeah, no one really knows how much it's going to cost yet. 
um, yeah. because obviously you got to get all the resources and money and all yeah, that crap. Yeah, it'll but be a lot. Yeah, you can build your own airships. Yeah. And it's really weird how they describe it. So it's going to start off like a mini- uh, a miniature version in the workshop and yeah. then it grows. Yeah, I-, I think that sounds perfectly, perfectly acceptable. Well, I guess because if you were building it in a basement, they would be a bit strange to build a- an airship in a basement. Probably wouldn't fit. Eh. Uh, it's Final Fantasy, man. But apparently they're gonna you're gonna be able to build other big things in the basement <laughs> too, so yeah, airship's just the start. Yeah, but yeah, I, I definitely wanna I, it would be nice to be the Sid of the group. Sit down and drink your goddamn tea. Woman. <laughs> um yeah, so that's that's pretty much everything with regards to Heaven's Ward. We can't wait to play it. Yeah, I know. I really need to get back into it because yeah, like you can't actually play Heaven like you can't play the new things in Heaven's Ward until you actually complete the main. Well, you scenarios. can do certain things, but yeah, you, you, you're not allowed to get to Ishgard unless you've done cert- You've got to a certain point in the story. Yeah, so I mean, it's fair enough. Like, it's probably going to have a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't understand if you didn't do those um, quests and stuff. So it's understandable why they did it, but it does look really awesome, and it just reminds me so much of freaking like Demon Souls. Like, just the way that he walks through, like, the, the actual city itself, it just reminds me of something from, from Demon's Souls. But yeah, and then there's been dragoons in the um, in the FMVs that they've shown, Ooh. and uh, and they look epic. Dragoon armor also always looks cool, because they I usually know. model it after Kane, and I Kane know. just looks like a badass. He does. Yeah, no, it's going to be so, so, so epic. But yeah, so uh, we're actually going to move on to our music segment now. Yes. Because there's no quiz, unfortunately. No. Um, but yeah, I, this music segment is actually pretty cool. So we wanted to find something that was Type Zero related, obviously because the game's out and we love it. And yeah. we like the music as well. And yeah. Lauren and I have both been obsessively listening to Zero, which is the theme tune by Bump of Chicken. Yeah. It's really good. And the music video is really good as well. It has like ballet dancers in it and they're cute. Yeah. So um, I was searching around for anything decent that I could find about that. And I found this really cool uh, French singer called Mune, mm. who actually she does. She doesn't do arrangements as such, but she basically takes all of the vocal songs and adds French lyrics to them instead. Mm. Uh, and kind of puts her own little twist on things and she'll do collaboration. So, yeah, she's got versions of like melodies of light and um she even does leona lewis's my hands if that's <laughs> your thing yeah um but yeah so the version that we're gonna be playing at the end of the, uh, the podcast is her rendition of zero from type zero in french um the only bad thing about it is that it's not longer yeah i know that she cuts it off like prematurely but she has said that she might do a longer version in yeah the so if you want a longer version be sure to um find her on social media and tell her that you found her on our show and that she needs to do a longer version of it yeah no she definitely does because it is it's really gorgeous it's it's just funny how how um the french uh french language makes everything sound so whimsical and pretty whimsical yeah it's all pretty it's just you have to it's just so pretty it is I, we hope you'll you'll really enjoy it. I've, I've been listening to it quite a lot so yeah but yeah um the me- next edition of final fantasy union is scheduled to come out on the 12th of may and uh, as always you can subscribe to us on itunes if you just search for final fantasy we are number one yay 
Or alternatively, you can check us out on YouTube, which is forward slash FFUnionVids. We're closing in on 400 subscribers now, so uh, thanks to everyone who's listening to the show on there. Yes, also, thank you. Also, be f- feel free to post comments on there as well. Like We do respond to them as quickly as we can. So, mm. yeah, it's a great place to catch out. Uh, sorry, it's a great place to reach us on. And yeah. also, you know, if you just want to post comments on the site as well, uh, as we've been using for a little while now, we use Discuss. So it's pretty easy for anyone to just go on there and create an account. You can link it up with social profiles as well if you want to. So, yeah, just uh, any 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 chance you want to talk to us, then just, just do so. We're, we're always very happy to respond and yeah. we're discuss friendly. and debate. We don't bite. And, well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. If you upset us or you have chocolate or you're made of chocolate, in which case I'm totally biting you. Sorry. That's a bit creepy. Okay. Yeah. I'll just stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear more of Lauren's ramblings, then uh, be sure to go on FinalFantasyNews.com. She's in charge of most of the news we do on there. So yeah. um, if you appreciate what she does and you want to get involved and, and talk to people about all the news that's happening, then dive in there. Yay. Also, yeah, as mentioned before, if you want to support the show, please go to Patreon. We are on Patreon.com forward slash FF. Ph Union. Mm. It's got some cool perks on there, and you know, if we meet, if we reach some of our milestones, and we're, I think we're pledging to do additional shows, like special editions and stuff like that. So yeah, should be pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it. So uh, yeah, it's goodbye from us. Bye. And I'm Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FunFantasyNew.com production. Souffle venait 
toujours tout afin de te protéger au pied de sa belle arc-en-ciel dit allons-y bientôt viendra un jour où 